0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Let's bring in Lisa Dugan the Department of Natural Resources. She works for Safety and Recreation. It's a title so long that, uh, as uh, I told Steve Carroll, I said, uh, Lisa, you couldn't even put that name on the back of your, sophomore, your softball uniform. You, you've got such a prestigious title. It, it's long and lengthy, but we know what it means.
2: You know, it, it, it explains the job, but it certainly doesn't uh, you know, explain all of it. So we can just go with, you know, I, I talk about safety, ice safety, boating safety, snowmobile safety, all that good stuff. Ways that we can have fun outside and be safe.
1: And, and boy, do we need to talk about it right now, huh? Um, I mean we get this storm coming in, and the storm's got uh, um, uh, rain and sleet and everything that we and wind and everything else coming up we got we get people up north that are probably safe to ice fish and everything in between. so let's start with that lisa i i i what what prompted my Curiosity in this was I was driving the other day and I, I saw a lake that had frozen over three days previous and I see a guy in the middle of the lake ice fishing and I'm going that's crazy there can't be enough ice there and and it just got me thinking what are the rules how how do you begin to forecast what's safe and what's not so you you pick it up there and take it away
2: yeah well and I know you know we we say it every time and we've heard it ice is never a hundred percent safe and you know with that being said you know there's steps that you can take to you know, put yourself in the best position when you do a go out on the ice. So then if something does happen, you know, how can you get yourself out? How can you help somebody else out? And, you know, how can you best prepare for those unexpected, um, you know, situations? Nobody plans for falling through the ice. So, you know, we're still going to ice fish. We're still going to ski and ice skate and do all of those things on the ice. But, you know, this has been a really strange start to the season. Like you said, conditions are changing so quickly and it just hasn't been a great start to the ice season. So, you know, it's one of those things that we need to keep an eye on the temperature, um, not necessarily the date on the calendar at this time.
1: So, so okay, so somebody says, you know what, um, I'm thinking about going ice skating on this pond back here because uh, the pond freezes quicker than the big lakes are. There's not as much open water here, and I can eyeball it and see it looks like it's pretty safe. Uh, okay, th- that's a thought. I get that. But how do you know whether it's safe enough or not? How, wh- wh- what, uh, what process do you go through to get there?
2: Yeah. And you, you know, you hit that on the head. You can't judge the ice conditions just by the appearance because there's so many factors that go into how ice is formed, the size of the body of water. Like you said, if there's any currents or streams coming in, there's so much to take into consideration, um, you know, before stepping foot on it. But You know, the only way to really check is to actually measure the ice for yourself. Um, Don't take people's word for it. Don't take someone else's word for it. Check for yourself because really your safety is your responsibility. So, you know, if you have, you know, an ice auger, you're going out fishing, you're going to have an auger with you anyway. Um, You know, this time of year you can carry out, um, you know, an ice chisel or spud bar and kind of check the ice as you go, or, you know, people have used a, a, you know, handheld drill to check it, like if you're going to go ice skating. And, you know, for this time of the year, it's important to, you want to look for that new clear ice because that's the, you know, most solid ice. And now we're going to have snow cover on top. We're going to have rain that's deteriorating the conditions. So you can't measure the snow. Don't measure bad ice. You want to look for that good solid ice that hopefully at some point we'll start to see um, and get some you know, longer, consistent days of below-freezing temperatures to get that nice, solid ice that's really good for getting out on.
1: Lisa Dugan is our guest for the Department of Natural Resources. Now, you and I are talking, I think, about mainly metro and southern Minnesota. How does it look in the northern part? I, I just talked to somebody who had their house out on Red Lake and had a great time out ice fishing there.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, conditions vary across the state so much because they, you know, I've seen the same thing, too, and I've heard that people are getting out and ice fishing um, some of the larger lakes, they may not be completely frozen in yet. I think, uh, like in the Brainerd area, they're starting to, you know, call in their ice in date. So they are starting to see the bigger lakes freeze in. Um, and, you know, where you might have enough ice to support, you know, from what I've heard, and again, check for yourself when you get up there, but, um, you know, that they're able to start bringing some of the um, ice houses out with a side-by-side they're not allowing bigger trucks on the lakes yet Um, so again check before you go up so you know exactly you know what you're getting into and um, once you're out there like check with the local experts so if there's known hazards if you're not super familiar with the body of water you're going out on um, check to see if there's an area that typically stays open longer if there's aeration systems And, you know, don't head out for the first time at night. You know, make sure you have some daylight so you know where you're going. And you can see anything that, you know, comes up in front of you if you are going out. Um, And, again, you know, some of the larger lakes that haven't frozen in yet, what we've seen the last couple of years, and it sounded like we're getting some wind, is that, you know, those bays will kind of freeze in earlier. And then if we get a, a storm coming in and the wind shifts, it can, you know, those ice shelves can you know, detached from shore, and then we have anglers that are fro- or, you know are stranded on a floating ice shelf. Every and once in a while, you'll see so that, yeah, yeah. So, it's, you know, I, I wouldn't want to be in that situation, but it you know it doesn't it could be perfectly good ice that they go out on. It's just a shift in the wind. So keep an eye on that when you're out there too.
1: What does wind do to ice conditions? I I, I know it, it's it's adjacent to a piddle. It depends on the open water that's there, but what will it do? Uh, you know, especially when we're talking about drastic winds like tomorrow.
2: Yeah. Well, and if we're getting rain and wind, what the wind can do is kind of, you know, it moves that open water and, um, you know, it can either create holes on the ice that open up. Um, it can shift the ice shelves and move the ice shelves around. So if you've had, you know, you're looking out your window or you've seen, um, you know, ice along the shoreline and the middle of the lake is open, it can move those ice shelves around. Um, and it really it just moves any of the water that's on top of the ice. So it deteriorates. it then from the top down. And also, you know, with the snow, um, the snow acts as really an insulating blanket on the ice. So it's going to take longer for, you know, the ice to start forming and it adds to the weight, um, you know, that the ice can really hold. So a couple of things you have to take into consideration when you're going out on it. A- you know, a lake or a river
1: that has snow on top of it, too. Now, now uh, we, we talk about this, checking that, but I guess I don't know. I, is there a minimum in in terms of to support one person uh, that's going to go ice skating or, or walk? On, I mean, w- w- how thick does that ice have to be for one person, and how thick does it have to be before you put a fish house on it? mm
2: mm-hmm. Yep. So you want to see at least four inches of clear, solid ice to... Um, you know, to walk out on if you're um, going ice skating or, you know, if you're carrying your sled with your um, fishing gear in it, um, you want to look for at least four inches um, of clear, solid ice uh, before going out. And then if you're taking um, a snowmobile or an ATV out, five to seven inches for that. And especially take into consideration the side-by-sides, You know, they're really popular. People are loving them, taking them out on the ice, but, you know, they're heavier than a snowmobile. And especially if you're able to bring all your gear out, your fish house out, take into consideration all of the weight of your gear and equipment um, before going out, too. We've seen kind of a troubling trend the last few years where nearly all of the fatalities have involved either a snowmobile or an ATV. And the side by sides are definitely, you know, in the higher range of that, too.
1: So So, last question, one of the things that's always scared me, and that 's why I stay away from them and right now, there probably wouldn't be any question because it's probably pure open water, but rivers rivers always scare me, and they scare me even more in the winter. Uh, w- what is it we need to know about rivers because I don't even like them in the summer because I don't know where the currents are
2: Yeah, <laughs> I mean you're right though that they they're pretty unpredictable, and they you know you'll see that they usually freeze later than the lakes. Um, and it's, you know, you have to remember it's moving water and it's going to take a lot longer for that to freeze. And again, you add in a lot of additional factors when you're talking about moving water um, and vegetation. You know, if there's, you know, areas along the river where there's a lot of vegetation, that'll typically stay open longer as well. So it's a lot more, you know, it's unpredictable. So, you know, it kind of raises the, you know, like danger factors, I would say. So, I would say with that, there should be more safety precautions. So make sure you're checking the ice if you are out on a river, um, you know, as you go. I would just check it as you go. And, you know, some pieces of safety equipment that you can bring with you, um, are, you know, are kind of things that people already have. Um, bring, you know, ice picks with you. Put them around your neck. That's, you know, how they're, how they're made to be carried. You want them easily accessible should you fall through They can help um, pull your pull yourself out of the ice, and also look into getting like a float coat or buoyant. I was going to say,
1: would you just wear a life jacket? Would that be okay?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, people think that's kind of a nuts thing to do. They don't. It's not the first thing that you think of. It's with all your summer gear. But you know, not only will it keep you warm, it might add a little bit of bulk. But it's going to be the one piece of equipment that really keeps your head above water and buys you some time before, you know, emergency, emergency personnel can come out and, you know, or you can get yourself out of the water. So wear some buoyant gear, wear a life jacket, and, you know, take those ice picks out with you.
1: Lisa, appreciate it very much, and I hope people heed your advice here over the next couple of days as this storm comes in, and uh, it doesn't look like it's going to be, uh, you know, real safe in a lot of places for, some, for any anytime soon.
2: And thank you for getting the safety message out. That's always great to, you know, have fun out there and just plan for the unexpected, I guess.
1: Yeah, and and safety first. And I always say, if I'm going to go on the ice this time of year, I'm going to make sure the deepest part I go to is thigh deep because I can get
0: out of that, but I can't get out of it when it's eight feet, you know?
2: There you go. That's good advice.
0: Thank you, Lisa. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,